Welcome to the Blissing Out Podcast. I'm so grateful you are here and I know you were brought here for a reason. My name is Katie Benford and my intention with this podcast is to help you reframe your limiting beliefs, regain your confidence, restructure your daily habits and identities so you can attract more success, love, wealth, and freedom into your life. I'm a certified NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist, manifestation and success coach, and it's my soul's mission to help you step into the most blissed out version of yourself. So think of this podcast as your weekly dose of manifestation tips, mindset and perspective shifts with some spirituality and productivity sprinkled into. I'm so happy to be here with you to help you on the journey to your most fulfilled version of yourself. Thank you so much for pressing play today and let's create some bliss together. Hello, my beauties. I hope you are having a fabulous day and welcome back to the Blissing Out podcast. I'm so grateful that you pressed play today, so I just wanted to say thank you. Um, And I'm really grateful that you're here listening to this episode because I'm going to be talking about phrases and ideas in which um, to remove from your vocabulary so you can attract more successes into your life. And the reason why this is even coming about is that I've known this for a while, but I just have really started implementing it um, in the last couple months, and I've seen some really crazy shifts in my life, and I just wanted to pass these along to you because they are a huge game changer. So I've been working through my certification, as most of you know, and I've had a few revelations come up and some intuitive downloads kind of come through that, again, I know some of you need to hear. Um, Every time I have a download come through, I know that it most of the time is much bigger than me and I know that someone else out there needs this message as well since we are all one, which is part of the reason why I even started blessing out in the first place because I wanted people to um, understand more about the mind and understand that you are in charge of your, your reality so you are capable of changing at any moment. So I want to jump in because I do have a lot to say today um, and Um, These phrases or, uh, you know, the ideas that are coming from these phrases, there are certain words or combinations of words that we hear all the time, right? So we might even say them all the time too that are basically prohibiting us from creating more success in our life. So one quote I want to start off with with this episode is that our words do not describe our life, our words decide our life. And that was said by Reese Evans, the founder of Yes Supply, which is who I'm getting my certification with. I absolutely love Reese. She's been such an angel in my life and I know that I was guided to her for a very specific reason because it's really helped me understand so much more about our the power that we have and our minds and everything else. So I wanted to talk about that quote a little bit. So whatever words you're using on a daily basis and with enough emotion are 100% going to be mirrored in your physical reality. And this is because our words stem from our thoughts. So our thoughts, you know, that we are thinking on a a daily basis, once we have a thought, um, we basically formulate our words, obviously. And where those thoughts come from are our belief systems and our identity. So the reason why it's important to take note of the words that you're using on uh, a daily basis is because our words can be used as such a complete roadmap to figure out what's going on in your subconscious mind, um, aka what's going on with your belief systems and your identity and what's basically causing you to have the physical reality that you're currently experiencing. So 
If you've been following me for a while, you know <laughs> that I love talking about the subconscious mind and I absolutely love talking about our reticular activating system, which I'm not sure I've actually called it that, but basically the reticular, reticular activating system is the part of our brain that filters information. And it's going to pick up on um, only so much information at a time, so around 126 bits, which I'm, heard, I'm sure you've heard me say before. Um, and what it will do is basically filter out all of the information that isn't in alignment with our beliefs. And on top of that, it's also going to distort information to match that of our beliefs. Um, and when you know this, it, it's very powerful because you start to see how um, you know, whatever we're focusing on is the only information that our mind can actually pick up on and that's going to dictate our behaviors and therefore that's going to dictate our results. So an example of this, if you're always walking around saying, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I never have enough money, I'm so broke, your reticular activating system will filter out any opportunity to make money, chances to save money, connections that make bring more money into your life and you're only going to be able to pick up on the information that aligns with the statement I'm broke, or I don't have enough money, I never have enough money. So another example of this, if you find yourself saying, I can never lose weight, I'm always overweight, I, you know, my body just holds on to weight, your mind's going to filter out all of the opportunities that will help you lose weight and only focus on the bits of information that are in alignment with you holding on to weight. AKA, you must, or you might be picking up on all of the fast food places that are available to you instead of even being able to pick up on the fact that there's um, a healthier option right around the corner, or you know, your mind might release certain chemicals in your brain that will make you uh, crave French fries, or you know, anything like that. Any type of information that would be helping you lose weight is not going to be picked up by your mind. So. Our reticular activating system, too, will basically take note of whatever is of importance to you, aka your thoughts and your words and your feelings that you're focusing on most. That is what it's going to pick up on. And that it's basically going to help you bring more of that into your life. It's going to draw more of those experiences to you. So if you're sitting here saying, oh my gosh, I never have money, I never have money, your reticular activating system is basically going to say, hey, she's spending a lot of time focusing on not having enough money. It must be important to her. Let's continue to um, make her spend money friv frivolously. Let's make her not save her money. That way she never has enough money because it's very important to her to not have enough money. And it's so interesting because once you take an inventory of the thoughts that you're using on a daily, or I'm sorry, the thoughts that you're thinking on a daily basis and the words that you're even using on a daily basis, you're going to start to see how those are correlated to your physical reality. And it's just the most empowering thing. And I'm not going to say that it isn't a little scary at first because you're like, holy shit, I created everything <laughs> about my life. Um, what the hell? You know, how did I create this? But again, once you realize that you've created something, you realize that you also have the capabilities to change it. So the key to attracting more successes into your life is to begin focusing on the success that is already in your life instead of focusing on all the reasons why you're not successful or other things that equate to you not being successful, which brings me to the point of this episode. I want to walk you through a few phrases that may be prohibiting you from gaining more success in your life. So the first phrase consists of the words, I'm trying. And this one's huge because we're taught that trying 
is sometimes good enough, right? I mean, we'll get, and this, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, but, you know, we're conditioned to believe that trying is good enough. We'll get, like, participation awards for, you know, um, when we were in elementary school, we get, like, a participation award for just participating. That was good enough. You got an award. Um, that's just one example of the way that we're told that trying is good enough. But here's the thing. Um, I'm going to take you through a little exercise. So I want you to just kind of place an object in front of you. And whether that is your pen or your phone or whatever else you just have right in front of you. If you're driving, obviously don't do this. Um, you can come back to this at a later point and um, yeah, don't do this if you're driving. Obviously, if you're in a safe environment to do this, do it. If not, pause and come back later. <laughs> um, but I want you to basically take this object, put it in front of you and look at it and try to pick it up. I want you to try to pick it up. Did you pick it up? No, because if you were able to pick it up, that means you did pick it up, meaning that you actually went through the action. So the key takeaway here is to begin saying that you are doing something. I am losing weight. I am becoming more educated. I am gaining wealth. Anything that you put behind the words I am with enough focus and attention is going to come to fruition eventually. And again, I've said this a million times, but I like to repeat it because it's so important. We live in an age of instant gratification. And it's no wonder that when we set out on our conscious manifest uh, manifestation journey, we, you know, visualize for 10 minutes and then we say our affirmations and we expect something to materialize in our physical reality like immediately or within like minutes. But the thing is, is that our the energy that is revolving around us needs time to catch up. So even if you have been continuously, excuse me, continuously saying, I'm losing weight, I'm losing weight, I'm losing weight, the energy field needs time to catch up. Therefore, science needs time to catch up too. So you have to be able to have patience and just know that it's already yours and it already exists for you and just have enough faith in the universe that you will receive it in divine timing. And that's the key. You have to be happy where you are right now while being certain that your desires already on its way to you. And it's one of the paradoxes of manifestation. As always, there's always going to be paradoxes within manifestation. So the key here is to, you know, be patient and, you know, these things will come to fruition eventually. And that was total segue, but um, there's no such thing as try, you guys. So if you're trying to do something, you're basically signaling to your brain that it's not a real goal um, and that it can't be done. So saying things like, I'm trying to lose weight is telling your brain, just try. It doesn't have to be um, perfect. You don't. It doesn't have to happen, whatever. I'm not really that dedicated to making this goal happen if I'm trying to lose weight. And what happens after that is that your brain will actually filter in information that would help you lose weight. But if you don't act on it, it will give up immediately. It will say, well, okay, we tried to help her lose weight on to the next real task. I, I mean, I already tried. So I don't have to work any further on this. I'm just going to check it off my to-do list. Because again, my subconscious mind works with speed and convenience, and it always takes the path of least resistance. So if you say, try to help me lose weight, it will be like, okay, I tried once. Good. Next, next task. Um, and on top of that, your subconscious loves authority, and it really loves when you act with integrity. So if you constantly tell yourself that you want to lose weight, and you're like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to wake up at 530, and I'm going to go to the gym but you sleep in until 8 and you are late to work. So you don't have any time to go to the gym. And by the time you get off of work, you're too tired because you overslept and you had a bad day. 
So then you don't go to the gym. Then the next day you're like, okay, I'm going to wake up at 5.30. I'm going to go to the gym. And you don't end up going to the gym again. Your subconscious is going to be like, okay, everything that she's telling us or she or he is telling us isn't true. So I'm just not going to help her with this, her or him with this goal because nothing that she said has been true or has been followed through upon. So I don't need to help her with this. If you always stick with your word and you do what you're going to say you're going to do, your subconscious can be like, holy shit, she's really following through on everything she's saying. I'm going to help her so we can make this happen as soon as possible. So start saying that you're doing something instead of trying to do something. All right. So the next phrase is eliminate the words I know from your vocabulary. And what I've learned, and it's been said, that the two most limiting words in the English language are actually I know. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is I've been studying successful people for the last couple of years. I've been studying what they do, how they act, the words they use, their thought patterns, their behavioral patterns, their beliefs about themselves. I've literally been studying successful people for two years years, you guys. And I have done so much research on what successful people do. And I'll tell you that they are constantly, constantly, constantly in a learning state. The words I know are not in their vocabulary. They are not I knowing their way to success. So when people say, I already know that, I know that already, they're cutting off all the potential learnings that could potentially come from whatever it is that they quote unquote know already. So even if you've covered a topic before, there's still information that could be interpreted diff differently. You may pick up on other information because, again, your identity and your beliefs may have aligned with different information. You may learn something entirely new that you didn't even pick up on before. You may learn about a connection that you might be able to make through the person that's telling you this thing. Um, but if you just say, I know, it cuts off any potential for expansion and it cuts off any potential for you to step into a higher version of yourself and a more expansive version of yourself. And why would you ever do that to yourself? If you sit here and say, and I see it all the time within the self-development world, I see it when people come to me and ask me what my program's about. They'll say, oh, well, I already know that. And I'm like, okay, well then, you know, good luck to you. Because at that point, I know that I would, I would be able to help that person if they were willing to open up their consciousness and be like, okay, even though I have a baseline understanding of manifestation, I bet you that Katie has something that I would learn from because everybody that I meet has something I can learn about or I can learn from. Every single person that you come across has the opportunity to teach you something. And that's the most important thing that I've learned in this, you know, manifestation, personal development world is that regardless that I already have, you know, a baseline understanding of manifestation, I'm still investing in coaches that teach manifestation because I want to further my expansiveness. I want to further my consciousness and ingrain manifestation into my mind and into my being. Um, I could sit here and say, well, I already know everything there is to know about manifestation. So I don't need to invest in another course. I don't need to invest in, you know, anything that is going to help me learn more about manifestation because I already know what kind of coach would that make me? And what kind of person would that make me? That would make me, you know, very egotistical that I, I know everything and that I, you know, I don't need to learn anything because I already know everything there is to know about a subject. 
a coach or whoever it is that you're trying to become within the online space needs to be in a state of constantly learning. And that's what I've also learned. I've heard another quote, which I'm going to have to remember who said this. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was so interesting because they said, um, the smartest people in the world. Oh my gosh, I can't even remember it right now. I'm going to have to figure this out and say it on a different podcast episode. Um, but basically what it was, was that like the, the smartest people in the world, um, Oh my gosh, I can't think of it right now. So I'm just going to have to think about that later. But that was a complete tangent. However, what I'm saying is that when we say, I know, we attract more things into our lives that we quote unquote already know. So we never have the opportunity to discover new things. And I mean, I don't know about you, but that sounds really boring to me to not be able to, you know, learn anything new or have anything new come into my life. You're just going to attract more of that because like attracts like. And in addition to that... (laughs) Our minds actually need repetition to really ingrain something so it becomes second nature. And that's when that type of attitude comes in where you might have a baseline understanding of a topic, but you still are open to reviewing the information because you want to ingrain it so it becomes second nature and you no longer have to think about it. That is how our subconscious mind works and that's how our conscious mind works. When we're learning something new, that skill sits in our conscious mind until we figure out how to do it and then our conscious mind literally will move it to our subconscious mind and it will become innate, it will become second nature, it will become so easy for us to do do it because we've been doing it, we know how to do it, we know the ins and outs of having to do it. So that's why it's always important to remain open and really be willing to review content or, you know, a certain topic more than once. Because again, the more you repeat it, the more your mind is going to create neural pathways um, and really help support you in that skill. Um, it's it's very similar to driving. I've said this analogy a couple times, but it's very similar to driving. When you first got into the car, you know, you kind of had to like, you know, maybe learn how to like pop the clutch and, you know, like do all these things and like gear shift and put it in reverse and put it in park or whatever it was. But once you learned how to drive, it became innate. And now you no longer have to think about it. Now it's just a very easy process that you already know how to do. So you don't even have to consciously think about it. Um, Another example of this is when you are, and I've learned this in my guest supply, is that when you are, you know, sitting there and maybe you're at a baseball game or something and a ball comes flying at your head, you duck subconsciously because your mind is basically programmed to help you survive and it's it's programmed to help you make things as easy as possible if you let it. Um, And it's so interesting once you get on board with it. And what I've learned in my journey is that you can always quote unquote know something all you want. You can know something all you want, right? You can really be like, I know that. I'm informed about that. But if you do not implement, it's literally just information. And that's the biggest, that is the best piece of advice I've ever received. And I don't remember who I received it from. I believe it was um, Manifestation Babes Shaman. And I can't remember her name. Makosi, I think her name is. Um, But she is a shaman. And she said, wisdom is when you have information and you implement it and knowledge is when you have information and you don't implement it 
And it's so true because wisdom comes with implementation. The way that we implement is by remaining open to whatever it is that we are learning, even if we've covered the topic before. Even if we already quote unquote know something, we have to be implementing it. You have to be implementing it for it to become wisdom and for it to become useful to you. So begin remaining open to the subjects um, that you already know them, quote unquote, already know. Um, and I would bet that you'll learn something new when you live from this place. And it's always beneficial to be learning new things, right? <laughs> All right. So phrase number three. Um, this one I love and the phrase is debt free. And I've talked about this a few times, but I really wanted to dive into it because it's very interesting. So to many people, and and again, success means different things to different people, but for many people, success means being debt-free, right? Um, Which is a great outcome to work towards, don't get me wrong. However, our words describe our life, right? So if we focus on the word debt, what do you think is going to come, or more is going to come your way? You know, what do you think you're going to create more of in your life if you focus on the word debt, more debt, right? So because we are focusing on, um, you know, in our minds, what is going to happen is that we're going to create more of that in our external reality. So in order to change this, we must hold the belief that we're actually financially free instead. And if we place meaning on having the finances to pay off our debt, instead of focusing on getting rid of our debt, we're going to attract the finances to pay off our debt. Um, So there's two different things that I've learned again in my Yes Supply training, and there are two different ways that you can be motivated uh, to get something out of your life or get something in your life. Um, And you can be toward motivated or away motivated. And I'm going to give you an example of both, but basically toward motivated would be when you are working towards a goal um, and you're working towards success, you're working towards being financially free. And away motivated is when you are motivated because you want to get away from something. So you're, you don't like your job, so you're motivated because you want to get away from your job. Um, you don't like your partner, so you're motivated to meet another or break up with that person because you don't like them, so you want to get away from that relationship. So here's an example of being toward motivated. So let's say that you want more freedom within your life, so you want to start a business Um, that's actually going to give you more freedom. So you build the business, you know, you're doing all the things, you're taking all the classes to build this business or getting all the certifications to build this business, learning all the things um, because you know that building that business is going to end with you gaining more freedom in your life. So that would be an example of moving towards something. You're moving towards building a business. Um, And also here's an example of being away motivated. So let's say that you want more freedom in your life. So you you say things like, God, I really don't want to be in my nine to five anymore. I don't want to be in my job anymore because I want more freedom. I just need to get out of this job and I will find freedom. Um, Which it might seem like this is a really good thing to say. Like, I just need to get out of my job so I can create more freedom. The reason this isn't as effective is because you're focusing on getting out of something else, which is ultimately going to attract you more of that same situation because you're focusing on being in your job still and really like not wanting to be there, again, your mind cannot process negatives. So if you're saying things like, I don't want to be in my job anymore, I don't want to be in my job anymore, your mind is literally hearing, I want to be in my job, I want to be in my job. And that's what it's going to bring you more of. So you're ultimately just going to attract more of that same situation because you're still focusing on being in that situation, you're going to attract more of it into your life. Um, 
the key here and, and the shift that needs to take place is that you have to begin to focus on being a business owner and having the freedom that you desire. And it's important to shift it to this because it's going to begin forming the habit of you focusing on what you want instead of what you don't want. And I want to talk, I'm going to go off on another tangent here, um, as I do on all of my podcast episodes, but I have so many things coming in at once that I want to be able to talk to you all about it. So when we set out to get more success or receive more success into our life, we sometimes, um, because we live in an age of instant gratification, again, we expect it to happen immediately. And I want to stress the importance of you realizing that this, that all of this that I'm talking about today is a practice. It is not something that you do once and you instantly get results. It is something that takes a little bit of time to begin focusing on, you know, what it, creating what you want instead of what you don't want, you know, using words that are going to empower your life instead of disempower your life or choosing thoughts that lift you up instead of focusing on the thoughts that tear you down. This is a practice. It literally took me, I started my my manifesting journey when I was, gosh, I was 25, I believe. So three years ago, I really started it when I was 16, but I fell off of it until I reached the age of 25 after I went through a breakup. If you know anything about my story, um, you already know that, but I started this three years ago, you guys. And I really haven't seen myself get into the pattern of choosing thoughts that I want to focus on instead of choosing thoughts that aren't doing anything for me probably until six months ago. Like I can honestly say that I was doing the work and doing the work and gaining all this information, but I was never implementing what I was learning for the first two years. I had all the information in my mind, but I was not implementing. And that was the main Um, piece of the puzzle that I was missing was I was not implementing what I was learning. And so about six months ago, I signed up for MBA um, and I really began to, um, an MBA is Manifestation Babe Academy if you guys don't know, but um, I really began to take note of my thoughts and start to focus on what my thoughts consisted of and see where I needed to make changes in correlation to what was happening in my external reality. So What my point is here is that it's a practice. I mean, many people are going to get into the self-development world and begin, you know, thinking of what they want and really taking note of their thoughts. And, you know, let's say they have a few days where they kind of backtrack and they have a bad day or they get back to focusing on the shitty thoughts and, you know, then, you know, come to know it that they decide that it's not for them. But persistence is key. And you have to make your success a non-negotiable. You literally cannot even have the thought come into your mind that if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be so upset if this doesn't happen. I'm going to be devastated if I put all of this time in and nothing works out. You literally have to say, no, you know what? If this doesn't happen, I'm finding a different way. I'm not taking no for an answer. I am going to do this regardless of what it takes. And it's so vital. This portion of what I'm talking about right now is so vital to achieving the success you desire in life. And this is, again, something that I've studied about successful people. All of them said, I did not take no for an answer. If I found a way that didn't work, I found a different way that did. And I I did not stop until I got the result that I wanted. So 
I want to remind you that setbacks are merely an opportunity for growth and to figure out what it is that you um, want, that you can actually figure out what you want in specificity instead of just like, well, I guess I want a business. You really say, no, I want a business doing this, helping these people, earning this amount, and you do not take no for an answer. And again, so important. It's so important to make your success non-negotiable. So from here on out, implement financially free instead of debt free. I know I talked a lot about a lot just now, but the main point of this was to focus on financially free instead of debt free and begin focusing your attention on receiving the funds to become financially free instead of running away from your debt or getting out of your debt. So this one um, is the last one I'm going to talk about today. And it's not really a phrase, but it's actually more of an idea that I want you to ponder. And it is this. So in order to achieve success, you also need to realize that you are not your behaviors. You are your own identity and your identity and your behaviors are not one, meaning they're not congruent with each other. And it's so important that we realize this because we're kind of conditioned to think like, okay, if I do something bad, that means I'm a bad person. And again, like everyone is innately good. Every single person in this world is innately good. People might have bad patterns of behavior, but humans are innately good. So when you realize this, and and what I mean by this is that if we make a mistake and we internalize that mistake again, if we do something bad and we say, I am bad, it becomes who we are. So instead, we actually need to take the behavior for what it is and realize that we are still innately good. And when we do make mistakes, we also need to sit back and say, you know what? I was doing the very best that I could with the resources that I had available at the time. Um, so I'm going to give you an example and this is very extreme, but I want to just use it because I feel like it's very clearly understood. So for example, let's say someone, um, or you cheated on someone or someone cheated on you. So you cheated on someone, someone cheated on you. Instead of saying I cheated, so I'm a cheater or that person cheated. So he's a cheater or she's a cheater. You would say, you know what? I cheated. I forgive myself or they cheated. I forgive them. They were doing the very best they could with the resources they had available. Um, or I was doing the very best I could with the resources that I had available. It means that I'm a human being having a human experience. Again, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to have bad days. We're all going to have negative emotions. It's a part of this human experience. Um, And when we switch it to this, we no longer internalize this as a personality trait. Therefore, we will begin seeing results that are no longer in relation to us cheating on people. And the only time a behavior becomes a pattern is if it is internalized as a personality trait. And I want to repeat that because the only time a behavior becomes a pattern is if it is internalized as a trait. And as you can guess, our personality traits come from our identity. Therefore, if we have the identity of being a cheater, our results are going to mirror that every single time because our identity dictates our behaviors and our behaviors dictate our results. So when we're basically going to be able to pick up on the information that aligns with us continuously cheating instead of being able to pick up on all of the reasons why we shouldn't cheat. So when we just take a behavior as it is, um, instead of internalizing it, we're actually able to move past it much faster. So here's another example just to put it into perspective. And again, I'm going to put a quick disclaimer on this because I'm not a medical professional and I'm not giving medical advice on eating disorders, um, disordered eating or overeating. 
I'm not licensed to give medical advice on overeating or eating disorders. This has worked for me in my life and um, what I've implemented in my own life. So if you're struggling with any type of eating disordered behaviors, please contact a trained licensed medical professional or mental health therapist, counselor, or professional. So this um, example is let's say that you internalize a behavior of overeating. So you tell yourself, I'm just a person who overeats. Not that you have overeaten, but that you overeat. As a human being, you are a person that overeats. So what happens is when you go into your kitchen, because you identify as someone who overeats, you gorge on the snacks. Your mind picks up on the information that's in alignment with that identifying personality trait, i.e., it may pick up on the cake in the counter or on the counter. It might pick up on, you know, all of the evidence as to why you should overeat. So the reason this is important is you can see that when we internalize our behaviors, we actually become them. And our mind literally can't pick up on anything else um, but you know, information that aligns with that belief and that aligns with the identity. So um, I want you to just kind of ponder this question. What if they were just behaviors? What if they were just something that we had and something that we could work through instead? Instead of you internalizing every single thing that you do and every single mistake that you make, what if it's just something that happened and it was just a lesson to be learned and it was something that you could actually work on and work through instead? It wasn't something that was so deeply ingrained in you, but something that you could definitely work through and begin to shift. How would that impact your life? If you are a person, which I'm sure you have some type of limiting behavior right now, as we all do, as we're all humans, I definitely do, um, but... If you were able to shift those behaviors because they were no longer who you were, how would that impact your life? How would it impact your life to no longer identify with that behavior? And I'm saying this because this is what I'm going to be doing in Aligned for Bliss. In our one-on-one -on -one calls, I'm going to be helping you shift the identity so those behaviors no longer even resonate with you. That's the the key to making huge transformations in your life is not working on a conscious level, i.e. your behaviors. It's working on a subconscious level, i.e. the identity and the belief systems that are attached to those behaviors. That's how you're going to get those permanent, long-lasting transformations. So if you're interested, please contact me about Aligned for Bliss. I'd love to chat more with you and see what you're going through that we can really make those really huge, massive transformations and shifts in your life. I would love to be of service to you. So just to end out this episode, I just want to say life is all about perspective. So if we continuously internalize these behaviors as who we are, we won't be able to get them out of our limiting patterns. Um, and on top of that, when we continuously, you know, tell ourselves that we're trying to do something or that we already know something or that, you know, um, anything that is focusing on an away motivated goal, uh, you're just going to continue to create more of that in your life and you're going to continuously create more things that are not ideal in your life. So this is all I have for you today. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you start implementing these tips into your life as I absolutely can vouch for the impact that they've made on my life, and I'm sure that when you start implementing these, you're going to start seeing some amazing shifts in your life, um, and I am so excited for you to begin seeing the reality that you dream of. So I'd be so grateful for you if you would leave a review below about something that you learned if it feels aligned for you. 
I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. Go spread your light. Thank you so much for listening to the Blissing Out podcast. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear about it. Please leave a review below about something you learned. Hit subscribe and as always, feel free to follow me on Instagram at blissingoutblog. I look forward to your next time tuning in. Spread light.